When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, I have an IMDb profile that I didn't make. Someone made it for me. But it lists all the films and things I've either worked on production side. But I also ended up just cool. being in them because they always need like a spare oh, hand. Like an extra, or like, yeah. yeah. I've been like, the worst one I did was I was a 1,000 year old hag what? in Talk to. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Single Sounds. I am Katie Mack and I created this podcast to help singles find other like-minded people to date. I wanted to design a dating method that really digs deep into the personality of people with the hope that having more information on a person improves your chances of compatibility. This is the week of my second ever live show event, a singles bingo night at Infernos. I bloody can't wait to see so many of you this Friday. I'm kind of nervous not to host, but to actually attend a singles event as a single person for the first time. But I feel really blessed that I'm going to have so many familiar faces around, including this week's guest who I met for the first time at my first live show back in June, as you'll hear very shortly. If you want to come and experience this truly unique event and be in with the chance of winning some fabulous prizes and meeting some amazing people, you can still get those last minute tickets if you have no plans this Friday. You know you should be joining me at Infernos. The ticket link is in the description of this episode or on my social media. I tried to write notes for this week's guest and I had too many bullet points to fit into this intro, which is meant to be a minute or so. She is definitely up there with one of the richest personalities I have ever had on this podcast. We recorded very soon after my breakup and she just improved my day so much with her unlimited passions and love for life. She has so much self-awareness and bravery to go to events by herself, switch up her career whenever she needs to. Plus, she has recently applied to first dates and does stand-up comedy on the side. When it comes to dating, she's looking for a king who goes to therapy, she loves someone who can play sports to an amateur level, and has an accent. Hello, welcome to Single Sounds. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm happy you're here. We met at the live show, actually, which is a really cool little little intro. <laughs> we did. It was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. Oh. I made lots of friends, met lots of people. Yeah. I did. did you come alone? I think you I did. did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Honestly, there was actually quite a few people that did that and I was so happy because that's the kind of energy that I want to always like encourage people. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you and your very independent self. I love it. Yeah. Um, let's start with your profile. Who, what, where. So who are you sexually attracted to? I am sexually attracted to men and I don't want to say the cliche of like, poor me, but <laughs> Sad. definitely 100% straight. That's fair, me too. Um, and what are you looking for? Characteristics, I'm ideally looking for someone who's taller than me, but it's not a deal breaker. 
between 25 and 45 and pretty flexible. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the biggest age range I've had. I'm in my early 30s and I've dated uh, younger and older. There's benefits to both. So I'm kind of like, I'm very open at the moment. And how about where would you like to date? So I am North London, but my favorite thing is exploring like all of the hidden gems. They're everywhere. Like I spend Mm. most of my weekends doing it. So dating for me is like, going to somewhere that maybe like they love or like somewhere that I would never think of to go and like obviously ending up a night out at the Lexington is my dream like (laughs) any of my friends who hear this will be like oh good she got the Lexington in (laughs) front and center but like (laughs) that vibe of like a dance and like a disco but also love ABBA so I'm kind of like anything that's like kind of disco themed Mm. but during the day I love a day a walk around getting to know someone drinking nice coffees and just yeah I don't know if it's that the sun is out yeah like my vibe right now (laughs) the sun is out at the moment late sun but yeah it's so nice okay let's move on to the three A's so we're going to start with acceptance yeah they're going to be accepting of your flaws and your quirks First question, what would your therapist say about you? Um, I love this because I do have a therapist. Good. Everyone should. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I was writing this answer, I kind of, I thought about what we, what she says to me. So, um, like, I think the thing to know about me is beneath my super confident exterior, Mm. I'm like a kind and thoughtful person, but I care deeply. Mm. I'm not as confident as I appear, which is <laughs> a shock to anyone. Like I'm in silhouette right now, but I <laughs> give the vibe of confidence. Um, I also talk about loss quite a lot because my mum passed away when I was in my 20s. Oh, and sorry. It's one of those things where I often will just say like, it's okay. And it isn't okay. It's but not okay, yeah. I made a space for myself and that I write a newsletter about it. And I try and share those experiences. And like on the whole... I, you know, try and be authentic in all of my interactions mm-hmm. and I'm kind of enthusiastic about my work and like my passions and I work really hard. I think of myself as lazy. We touched on this briefly <laughs> earlier, but yes, that is one of my things that I kind of think, but anyone who That's definitely knows, your toxic trait. <laughs> yes. I work really hard. I'm you're super my, productive, but think you're lazy. I'm so productive. Yeah. I also have like a job and like two side hustles, but I also am like, oh, but could I do more? Mm. Uh, so I need to learn to like rest and I need to learn to you know, go with the flow a bit more. I love planning as we just discussed, but Mm -hmm. also like sometimes it's nice to just be spontaneous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, you got in so much there. (laughs) Like, wow. Oh, do you want to get in your your biggest ick? Oh, my biggest ick actually is this uh, kind of specifically millennial thing where millennial guys don't have therapy on the (laughs) whole. And I actually recently had an interaction with a guy and I was like oh you he'd been through something like a big breakup and he Mm. seemed really like down about it and I was talking to him in a normal way about it just being a kind human like I am I was like are you having any counseling are you speaking to anyone about this because it's deeply affecting you and he scoffed at me it was like of course I'm not and I just took from that interaction a like Ah. <laughs> it's because people don't like to be fair like even I didn't realize until I started work and people were talking about it a bit more openly yeah. like I I don't think people realize that you can go for like anything like just life I yeah. think people think you need a really traumatic experience or like at you, or for you to be like basically diagnosed as depressed to go and it's just like that's not 
it's not, it's not the all. case like everyone should go just to chat yeah. <laughs> like, and work things through because everyone has questions and problems and yeah and I think he probably thought like oh a breakup's not serious enough to like go to therapy exactly. when of course it is it's like so if it's making you sad of course it is and like the burden falls on women like us then to kind mm. of like fill that gap where like I'm very empathetic so if someone comes to me and is like I'm having a hard time I will go out of my way to try to and help. be like yeah to be like, can I talk to you about it? Can I like help be you? Like, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. The more I've reflected on it since the, it was the scoff for me. Mm, like, <laughs> oh, did it. no, that's like, such a oh, stupid suggestion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Okay. You're the stupid suggestion. <laughs> you're, oh, it's you. Yeah, you're you, the you're problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's thinking about you now. <laughs> I'm like, Taylor, you've got it wrong. It's the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so that's my biggest ick is like people in general but men specifically in this context yeah not like, having therapy when they definitely need it and being and rude then, about it as well being rude, yeah, yeah just like awful fair yes. enough <laughs> let's move on to what is the nerdiest thing about you oh you're gonna love this <laughs> um, I, I am a huge nerd <laughs> um honestly so many people say that to me that come on I think it's really nice that like being nerdy is being I don't know it's almost transformed itself into something that's like cool I think yeah because it's like you have hobbies you know you have things that you're interested in like I have a lot of like hobbies as I previously discussed with you at our times we've met but mm. like I'm super into like stationery like pens <laughs> and notepads and I, I love, love like feeling paper quality and <laughs> yes but aside from that so that's one nerdy thing about me um I'm also super into like tea oh <laughs> I yeah I love tea love tea I have a whole cupboard full of tea in a tiny no, London flat that you know that is mature and attractive if I went around and someone has multiple herbal tea options I'm like you are my kind of person <laughs> it is like that like yeah. I literally have a box and it's all labeled and it's oh, like it's, so cute. it's all organized into like different teas and it's the different types of dip I mean no like this is different very feelings <laughs> different moods I just oh it's just nothing about there's one called tea and toast the bird and blend do oh that is like the god tier tea for me. Is it like a, a breakfast tea kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. So I, if I'm having a really bad day, I will make myself a cup of that and it'll just make everything better <laughs> in my Jane Austen mug. <laughs> oh, love it. Nitty. <laughs> but also, oh my God, no. Pride and Prejudice is like my favourite thing. So. My necklace, I have a necklace on which no one can see that has Pride and Prejudice on it. It's a book shaped necklace. Oh, I just thought it was like a cute square. No, what does it say no. on it? It says Pride and Prejudice. Oh, from does the it? Jane I can't Austin read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Look at you go. Nerd. But I also really like sci-fi. So I'm into like Star Trek, Star Wars. I have opinions. I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just finished watching. I love that. I love opinions. <laughs> I have opinions. Um, lots of people do and lots of people don't. But like I, my first job out of uni was on Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> that's really, like, that's really nerdy. Yeah, like, but it's but, cool, though. I used to love Doctor Who. Oh, I loved it. So, I haven't so watched I, it in a long time, though. I haven't either. I stopped watching it, basically, when I stopped working on it, like, seven or eight years ago. But I I did this, like, BBC production talent pool thing. Really wanted to get into film production, TV mm. production. And just really lucked out that I, like, got through all of... There was, like, 7,000 people applied for it. And then I ended up... My CV was, like, on the top of the list for Doctor Who. And I ended up, like, doing my dream job straight out wow. of uni. Yeah. And it was awesome. That is really cool. It was cool. just so 
it's the most nerdy because I'd be there and I'd just be like, oh my God. And my brother's a huge nerd too. So <laughs> I took him on like the TARDIS and like <laughs> so behind the seats. And I'm in I would have loved that. I would have loved to have gone inside the TARDIS. <laughs> I'm kind of like, uh, I have an IMDB profile that I didn't make. Someone made it for me, but it lists all the films and things I've either worked on production side, but I also ended up just cool. being in them because they always need like a spare oh, hand like an extra, or like, yeah. yeah. I've been like, the worst one I did was I was a 1,000-year-old hag what? in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like... see us me, but Oh, yeah, I was going to say, is there like a clip of it somewhere? I, can, I will send you yeah, the clip I want of it. One. <laughs> but then I'd be like opening a door, like doing this. They were like, oh, we need someone to play the hag. And I was like, me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's like 24. <laughs> that is so funny. Yes, yeah, so you've like featured in like loads of random episodes and stuff. Yeah, I've been in it a lot. That's really cool. It is cool. And it's like people who like Doctor Who, once you know I'm in it, like you can see where I'm in it and it's really yeah. fun. <laughs> um, um, I was trying to think what else there is. Oh, I'm like, I love museums. Oh, I, nice. I love to go, like obviously the British Museum and all the jokes around that and colonialism mm. aside. Yeah. I love to go and see art. <laughs> I love to see all the stuff we've stolen. Yeah. I love to see all the stuff we've stolen. <laughs> but I'm Welsh, so I kind of feel like I'm a you little bit mitigated from this. But I like, I love to do, like, I'm a massive history buff. Like, I have a favourite English king, yeah. even though I'm Welsh and, like, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> My favourite English king is, is Edward the Fourth. Okay, rogue. What did he do? <laughs> he was six foot four. Nice. <laughs> he was a bit. He married a commoner. And oh, he brought cool. peace to the United Kingdom for the first time after the Wars of the Roses. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm so bad at history, but I liked Henry VIII. I was going to say he was my favourite, <laughs> but not because he was a good person. I just loved all the stories of like the wives and yeah, exactly. like, oh, and going to Hampton Court. It's like actually such a good day out. Oh, yes. I always thought that'd be a really good date. I really love going to Hampton Court because all of the people there are so enthusiastic yeah. too. Like, and they like the tell stories yeah. and stuff. It's really nice. I, I literally that. haven't been in years, but I'd love to go. So if anyone wants to take me on a date, us, maybe a double date <laughs> to Hampton Court. We should do a double date to I, Hampton Court. I, I would fucking love that. I, would, I think we'd have an amazing time. Yeah. Well, we would. <laughs> Even for the people we bring and shit, we could have a great time. We could do, we could pick people for each other. <gasps> That's double smart. Da- oh, actually, like- I actually, as you've been talking, I have someone I think would be a good match for you. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What a great he's actually just come. yeah, he's just moved to London, but he's like similar age yeah. and I just think yeah. Double date. He's like court. he's he gave me a list of things he's looking for like recently. Oh my god, he'd be a Ding. good match. So he <laughs> I think he'd be up for Hampton Court. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm very proactive, so I will make that happen. What a great episode already. Wow. <laughs> we covered so much. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, let's move on to adventure, even though we don't need any more adventure, but you know, (laughs) we can have more of it. So first question, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Oh, so I, like I was saying before, I had this big thing happen to me when I was really young Mm. and 
it kind of made me brave in ways that I hadn't really fully appreciated until I was like in my thirties now. And the biggest risk I've taken is changing careers multiple times. Mm. Like every time I've got to a kind of like stuck in a rut with one of them, I've not been afraid to ditch everything and start over. And I mean, I did like the film industry. So I did that for a couple of years and then I moved to London with an ex um, which is a whole story for a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a breakup podcast. So a I'm, breakup podcast, not I'm quite tempted to start, to be honest. <laughs> not, not right now. <laughs> I will listen to it yeah. when you do. <laughs> I love, obviously, I've just been binging breakup content. It is so nice. It's like really reassuring to people going through it. So, yes, yeah. I love, um, yeah. It's, it's finding common papers or finding a common experience. Is 100%, like yeah. Contextual. Like, I love case studies. So I will look at so yeah. This person has gone through this, and this yeah. is how they handled it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. <laughs> Hearing just like real experiences as well. Yeah, exactly. Not just like celebrity experiences. You know, like, I mean? just like real normal, people. real people. Yes. Yeah, that also have to then continue their life once they've been broken up with. You know, they have to go to work, and you have to still live. And yeah. you're like, how do I do that? It feels like impossible at the time. Yeah, this is so like on the uh, career things, I. I changed jobs like from film industry. Then I came and did like an office job because I'd never done one. And I was like 25 mm. and I was like, this is fun. Like we all hang out every day. Like this is yeah. completely different. <laughs> Got re-bored of that office almost immediately because yeah. I was like, this isn't, I'm a writer normally. Like that's what I do. Like the stationary thing comes from the fact yeah. that I write constantly. Makes sense. I have three <laughs> notebooks in my bag now. Like, <laughs> as we sit here, three different notebooks for three different things. <laughs> nice. <And> four pens. <laughs> I love stationery, <laughs> but like I, so I went to this office job, had an amazing time, but then I was like, oh, I actually want to work in magazines because I want to write mm. and that's where I can get my writing out. So I left that and went to Stylist Magazine. Oh, cool. But as an office manager, but also like freelancing a bit on the side. Yeah, I feel like it probably is if you're in the right space, right? They might be like, oh, we need an article on this. Yeah. Or like you can maybe pitch your staff. Um, it was really lovely. And they as... were so nice. Like, oh my God, I loved that. Like if any of them have listened to this, they know who they are. They're just the most lovely people. Like I, oh, I, really I nice. felt like I found my tribe when I was there. Mm. And I hadn't felt that. Like the TV industry is lovely. I found like a family there, yeah. but I never really felt like we were on the same page career wise. Okay. So that was, so I was there for a bit and then I was like, I want to do more of this. So I went and did my master's when I was 28, okay. which, oh my God, there's nothing more humbling than being <laughs> a 28 year old with train track braces. <laughs> I just was like, yeah, if I, I'm going to do all the fuck it. I'm going to be like, just going to like re- redo. <laughs> I'm going to redo, I'm going to redevelop, I'm going to get a master's. So I ended my master's in magazine journalism at City, which was really fun. That's cool. And I found like a new group of people. They were much younger than me. And that was like, again, another really weird experience. Yeah, like a new phase kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I kind of did like freelancing and I went for like a a body that oversees magazines. I really loved that job. Every mm. week I get to talk to like these amazing, like I used to interview like the editor of Empire or like yeah, the really editor cool. of Cosmo, people I still keep in touch with Ooh. because I made like these connections. This is great. I was like... <laughs> I love to network. They can feature maybe the podcast. <laughs> exactly. There are so many cool people. And like, the like world I need is some PR. Small. Yes. Do you need an article written about your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll save it for after this. We'll take it offline and then we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, um, but I do. So I did stylist and then did my master's. And then I had 
like this huge breakup between jobs. So I went freelance from this magazine body. I was like, right, I'm ready now. And then I had this huge breakup and I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Mm. And I'm one of those people who was like, right, I love London. I'm from Wales originally. I don't know if anyone could tell from my accent. Apparently it, it comes only out comes really out strong. like, I don't know. I think it only comes out like in some words and some phrases that you say. If I say here, that is really, really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over here. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I can't say it in a normal way. <laughs> yeah, a fair. weird, apparently I say weird in a weird way. Weird, maybe. Weird. Yeah, like yeah. elongate the E Lots bit. of people point that out. And I'm yeah. like, it's weird that I say weird in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> Too many levels. It's so bad. Uh, but after the breakup, I was like, I either can sort of sit down and, you know, not want to take a risk and go back to London. So mm. I took this like objectively terrible job at like oh. a diary agency. So it wasn't journalism. It was kind of like to the side of that. And then from there, just kind of built myself up. And I mean, in this job, I was so sad at the time. Like I would like go in the bathroom and cry at lunchtime oh. sometimes. Cause I was like, oh, my whole life just blew up. It like does, I had nowhere yeah. to live. I didn't know what I was doing. It's awful. Was in this job I didn't want to do. I was yeah. like not able to come up with good ideas cause I was so sad. Well, this is the thing you like, honestly, I'm only like, as we're recording this, I'm only like two weeks post breaker. This week I've been better at doing work, but like you literally can't, like yeah. you just can't be productive. And like, especially being creative. I think that's a whole nother like, bit of your brain that you need to like tap into almost and you can't it, when you're like consumed by sadness like you just can't exactly like, yeah and so no I'm one kind of like puts you that like... out there for you to be like it's okay actually yeah that's normal yeah. yeah I agree and my little like romantic heart oh my god oh. she's just so <laughs> delicate sometimes I, know, I feel like in like when you go back and you look at like I've had like other breakups where I've acted so poorly because I was just so heartbroken yeah and you just feel sorry for that person you're like leave her alone she was going through a really tough time she's going through it yeah she was like her, like you said it feels like your whole world is blown apart like yeah but like one of the big career risks I took was moving out of that space that I knew journalism like production like all of those different things yeah into like public sector comms which is the least sexy <laughs> title for a job but I went for this like pretty high profile job uh, where I work currently and just sort of fell into it. It's yeah, like it's nice. nothing I ever imagined, mm. but I ended up being like the communications person that did all of London's recovery comms. Yeah, and cool. it was amazing. And it gave me that boost of being like, oh, wow, like I can do this. You're yeah. so worthwhile. Like you have. Yeah, and it was such that's... a meaningful thing to do during that like really awful time. Yeah. Of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never been a person who'll be like, I'll try anything. And biggest risks I take are always off the back of like, someone either saying oh you probably couldn't do that or me myself mm. having that negative self-talk of being like you probably can't so then I'll be like well should probably prove I can now yeah yeah and then just do it <laughs> it's good to like rechannel it to be like no I can like yeah. this is this is what I can do I love that but yeah I'm happy you're happy in your job now I think career satisfaction is something that's like a big topic with people around like like high 20s low 30s where you're like you go through a whole new stage of like is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And yeah. a lot of people, like a lot of my friends now are realizing it's not, they've been in the job like five, six years and they're like, oh, actually, I think <laughs> I might hate it here. <laughs> they're saying they look at their seniors are there and they're like, I don't want to be you in yeah. 10 years time. So like, what does that mean? Does that mean that there isn't a space for me here? It is crazy. Like when you, I mean, I'm in that unique situation now where I'm like, I'm kind of senior, but I'm also not like a senior manager yeah and I look at it and I'm sort of at that 
crossroads again of mm. after this contract that I'm on at the moment, do I keep going down this path? Do I go somewhere else? And in the past, I've been anxious about it. And I've been like, oh yeah. no, like, what does it all mean? But recently I've been sort of reframing it as like, what an adventure. Yeah. Who knows really what nice. I'll be 18 months from now? Yeah. Who knows what I'll be doing? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really cool. It's exciting. It's, it's trying to keep the excitement. It's nice that you've had like, you've moved so much that I guess you know that it will work out. Yeah. Like you've got the experience of being like, it will be for the positive. Yeah, and, and if it isn't, you can always do. Then something you can else. just move. Yeah, I agree. I try and like give that as advice to like when I'm either chatting to people who are having similar thoughts or are, like starting their careers. I'm like, mm. whatever you're doing when you're like 22, you probably won't be doing that forever, and yeah. that's amazing because you'll grow and you'll get new skills and yeah, new you'll networks. Someone, and, yeah. And, yeah, you never know. I love that. You're really cool. And that's why I'm trying to take it to my dating life too. I'm like, yeah. the adventure. Yeah, just think of it as stories. Yeah. It's quite hard. I Like, lots of people do say that. They're like, no bad date's a bad date. It's just a good story kind of thing. But like... <laughs> no, there are bad there, dates. Yeah, I agree. I feel like dates. we do need to like be honest and be like, there's terrible dates. Yeah, they make good stories, but they can still make you feel terrible. I <laughs> think why we then have to have more therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's okay. Because like, we, we love it. We can work on it. But like, I still think we shouldn't like sugarcoat it with like, oh it's just a fun story like no there are some terrible dates and it's okay if you feel sad about them <laughs> exactly we just gotta be there gotta be compassionate for each other yeah yeah 100% okay next question is what does your dream life look like so my dream life is I thought about this uh as part of my like daily journaling I was like <laughs> what does my dream life look like I I honestly love to write there's this um I can't even remember what it's actually called, but it's like a Japanese philosophy where you enter a flow state when you're really happy doing something. Okay. I think it's Ikagi. I think that's what it yeah. is. Have you watched the movie? This is such a stupid <laughs> reference. Have you watched the movie Soul in Disney? Yes. Isn't that what they do? Yes. They go into like their trance when they're like doing something that's that they it. love. Yeah. So writing is my, I, oh, I can sit at my desk with something that I'm passionate about or like an article I'm writing or like mm. something like that. And I, hours will pass and I will just be like completely content with it that's so cool <laughs> that's like my dream life is doing that in a cute little house with a pink door <laughs> with roses growing over <laughs> like it is that kind of cliche with someone who supports me and someone who like you have that like kind of relaxed love with like mm. I you know, I love dating. I'm very happy, like, in my current situation as being single. But yeah. I'm so romantic. Like, yeah. I I definitely know that I have this big heart and it's full of, like, all of this love. And it's somewhere that... You want to direct it to. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I have so much, like, empathy and compassion for other people. Like, mm. I would love to be on the receiving end of, like, yeah. this. <laughs> but I think that that might exist for me as well. Like, oh, well, I, yeah, 100%. You just need to find it. Yeah. And being picky on something like that is so important. Exactly. And, like, I think that my main thing when thinking about, like, what my life looks like, I like the unknown in terms of, like, I don't know what I'll be doing specifically. I don't mm. know. I think I'll be in London because I love London. I'm, like, the worst when people are, like, I go home to Wales and they're, like, oh, London's so dangerous. And I'm, like... <laughs> 
Wales is so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like that that family member that comes home. I've seen like the TikToks being like London this, London that, London. That's me. Yeah. It's so bad. But also like I do genuinely it's just got in my soul now. I'm just yeah. like it's home. It's home to me yeah. and like I, I feel very comfortable here. It's like my stomping ground. Like mm. I have my my cute places. I have like yeah, the best network. places to go. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But like being happy and fulfilled, I think those are the two things. Like mm. I think unless you're and happiness isn't a constant state. It's that striving for things that make you feel fulfilled and things that make you happy. Yeah. And it's just knowing that, like, I hope that my dream life part of that is always having that recognition that tomorrow is, like, open wide and you mm. can do what you want. It's a new it's, day. Kind of it's thing. lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really so, nice. So, yeah, but all of that, but in the little house with the pink door. <laughs> <laughs> with a stunning like... six four king. <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> you know what honestly I'd, I'd join in that dream life sounds great <laughs> he doesn't have to be sex whore but he does have to be a king yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a king who goes to therapy <laughs> yes <laughs> dream <laughs> okay let's move on to affection section that ties in quite nicely so other than six foot four kings that go to therapy <laughs> what are you weirdly attracted to <laughs> Oh, every one of my friends who hears this is going to rip it out of me forever. I weirdly have a thing for, like, um, Grace Campbell does a joke about this at the moment. I'm oh, livid I that she her. came up with it. Oh, really? It's like such a, it's so my type. So I really like people who play sport to an amateur level, <laughs> specifically football. I love an amateur footballer. Like, if you've walked past a field of men playing football. As in, like, or, just in the park, is that the yeah. level we're going for? Like, that amateur? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what I'm going for. It's like, just... the five-a-side on a Monday or a Tuesday when they play with their friends. Yes. Like... <laughs> I, if your friend plays football to an amateur level, sign me up. I don't think he, he's... A, he does lots of sport, but I don't think he does football. That's okay, I can get but, on yeah. board with many other sports. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he wears, like the sports the, yeah he loves cycling so lycra <laughs> great. great two thumbs up from me um, <laughs> it's a weirdly specific type i'm also kind of like into accents weirdly the essex accent really does it for me and i that's don't know why like joe wicks like that yeah sort okay, of okay like yeah i get that brett goldstein his is, his is like softer like yeah. not a full-on blown essex but it's still there yeah. Joe Wicks, yeah. I'm um, Brett Goldstein. Oh, he is my other dream type. Oh, he's <laughs> done it. I, I had to do a dream type thing for, I applied for first dates. Oh my I, God, did you? Yeah. Did you get on? I'm guessing you didn't get I only did on. it a couple of days ago. But oh, oh my gosh. My I type get was on. so wide and I've always, like... I wish I was brave enough to do something like that. But I You think... could definitely do that. <sighs> oh, I could do, I could do. You're right. It would be, I just think it'd be so funny. Yes. Like even if it's like, again, terrible, it would just be like hilarious. That's why, yeah, I'm kind of like, it'd be a great story. Yeah, it I would think be that a great would do story. Well. Okay. If you um, get on and you go on, I'll, I'll copy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can be my inspiration. Yes. I love regional accents too, though. I mm. love like an Irish, Scottish, cool. sometimes Welsh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that till I left Wales. And I was like, oh, actually. <laughs> oh, I miss it a bit. Yeah. When I go home, I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> Talk to me in Welsh. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Let's go to your bestie, Rec. I'm excited. I feel oh. like you've got so much personality. This this friend has got so much that oh, they can cover. <laughs> Reasons to date my best friend. First of all, my best friend comes with me, a hilarious sidekick full of stories and anecdotes about all the celebs I've worked with, which is great pub fodder for you and your friends. 
She trains as a hair and makeup artist, so not only does she always look immaculate, she can give you a complimentary trim too. She isn't shy of wearing a full sequined jumpsuit to the supermarket either, so you'll never lose her, and everywhere you go, you'll basically be accompanied by a cross between a slutty Barbie and a unicorn. My best friend's brother is a geologist, and he delights in showing off his extensive collection of rare rocks. Plus, between them, they've amassed quite a collection of TV and film memorabilia. So basically, you get free entry to a museum included when you visit her, and yes, she does live with her brother. Her bedroom is like a visit to WH Smith's. There are pens with every nib size, post-it notes in every conceivable shade, paper clips shaped like llamas. Not only this, but she reads both classic and romantic novels like I read the price tag on a new dress, fast. So date her and you can cancel your library membership and you will never run out of stationery. While we're in her bedroom, her bed is rumoured to be so comfortable that it has a body count rather than a thread count. Yes, three men have nearly lost their lives, having been lured back only to fall asleep prior to any action. My best friend has collated a lot of hobbies over the years, from softball to alphabetising a whole cupboard of various teas to baking to recently crafting nipple tassels at an adult summer camp. She does stand-up comedy for fun, so she's funny and witty and she goes on stage to prove it. So you'll never be short of entertainment or free beer if you go along to support her. Just try not to become the subject matter. But beneath the sequins, the collection of teas, the home library and the museum, my best friend is a super funny, quirky, thoughtful, badass soul with a romantic heart and a naughty exterior. So she can bake you brownies and then you can figure out the rest of her skills. Oh, oh that's so nice. Honestly, so nice. Oh. And so cute. I, she does know me better than anyone. So. I literally, I think that's one of my favourite ones. She was oh. making me like laugh as well. Yeah. Like actually cackle. <laughs> She's really funny. Some and, of that has come from stand-up that we've written together. Oh, so does she also do like, stand-up? She is like, because uh, she does film work, she has big breaks. So uh. we'll, over the like early summer this year, we were like sitting down and writing stuff together. So like mm. I recognise some of the, oh, the bits that we came up with. That's and really it's really nice. nice. Yeah, she is very funny. Cute. She's lovely. Honestly, I mean, when it started with like, the best thing is me, I was like, where is this going to go? <laughs> the most on brand thing she could have said. Like when she said it, I was like, mm. <laughs> Oh, and that's where this uh, film is where the celebrity bit comes yes. in. Because I was, I really wanted to know. Yeah, she literally got in everything that you mentioned, like stationery, yeah. comedy. Um, there was so many, so much more. The tea. The tea. Um I'm just struggling. The glitter jumpsuits are a whole thing. Oh, like, yeah, but you said you so liked ABBA, many. so that fit yeah. well. <laughs> At ABBA Voyage, I wore a full-length sequin jumpsuit. Oh, and people kept to go stopping to that. me to have photos with me. Really? Yes. Oh, my God, they thought you were, like, part of it. <laughs> I was not. I wish I had been. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun. Um, the bed thing was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is a joke that I do about an Airbnb for emotionally unavailable men that I've started. <laughs> That is just one of my jokes that she's taken and used as a descriptor for me. Because I, like, there's truth That's in funny it. Though. But it is, like, my yeah. bed's very comfortable. And they just It's something I got out of leave. my, I got a break, uh, like, one of the breakup things I got was this bed. Oh, with the mattress. So expensive. <laughs> it was like a thousand pound mattress. Yeah, almost, they're so, so mad expensive. 
And even like they got to the point where I was just like inviting people around to be like, how comfortable is this bed? <laughs> just come lie on it. Just come lie on it. <laughs> it's like you're like um, dreams where they do the bed tests. It's just you at home being like, just have a lie. Yeah, just go like, just have a look at just it. Just a test. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, she mercilessly butchered one of my jokes for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she also got in TV, like all the memorabilia and stuff. Yes. I, I, had, like, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think there'll be a TARDIS at home, but maybe. <laughs> I have, oh, a signed, so I have a TARDIS onesie. No. <laughs> and it's signed by all the producers and Matt Smith and Jenna Coleman. That's mad. I know. Is that Was that like a leaving gift or something? That was the end, so we did the 50th anniversary and it was like a huge uh, deal. And they had just like a cupboard full of things. And obviously because my mum passed away while I was working on Doctor Who. Oh, sad. They were great They were really me. lovely, yeah. That's I good. got the script, the 50th anniversary script signed by all of the doctors that were still alive at the time that's really cool and i got the one that isn't watermarked with your name on it which is like super cool to have it mm. just it's like the sides version because i'd lost mine and i was really sad but yeah it was just amazing there's so much cool stuff i have a safe for that yeah. <laughs> I love, that really did make me laugh though like a ticket to fury museum i was the like, rock collection is it went with your theme of liking museums as well the rock collection yeah I love the museum so much. I brought one home with me. Oh yeah, I'm not sure how I'd feel about the rock collection. I don't. Oh, I don't. I've love named them. three of his rocks after Ted Lasso characters. Nice. <laughs> That's my vibe. Like he has like an obsidian, which is a really like black rock. Okay. And it's very shiny. So I've named that after um, Brett Goldstein's character because nice. he wears black all the time. So it's called Roy. Roy, <laughs> so Roy the Rock. Really nice. He's a rock called Roy. Love it. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, let's wrap up with your short summary of why someone should date you. Ooh, okay, so I'm cute, I'm kind, I'm caring. Let's get together for some adventures and you can get to know me better. Cute. That's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> you are cute, kind and caring. I can agree. Oh, thank <laughs> that you. That whole statement was just cute, kind and caring. And this whole episode, I've, I've had such a nice time. Me too. Thank I you for coming this. on. Thank you so much. I absolutely, I'm pumped to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to edit it, to be honest. It's, I just know I'm going to be smiling the whole way through. It's so nice. This has been amazing. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. So if you think cute, kind and caring is the dating energy you want in 2023, definitely write in to get this girl's details. You can request a date by messaging the podcast Instagram at Single Sounds or using the email in the description of the podcast on the app you are listening to right now. I hope you have the best week and I'll see you on Friday at Inferno's. Loads and loads of love. Music.